Hello and happy Christmas. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I'm not sure what you're doing at the moment. If you're watching early in the morning or later in the day or if you're watching while you're preparing your Christmas lunch, if you're sitting there in your Sunday best, I'm, I'm not sure, but I pray whatever you're doing, whatever and wherever you are at this time, that you're having a wonderful Christmas day. What a wonderful way to be able to celebrate like this. It's unique, it's different, but we can still meet together in one spirit. And we come and we're going to focus on God's word. So let me pray now as we do so. Father, prepare our hearts now as we come and we focus and remember the birth of Jesus Christ. And we want to thank you and give you praise that you came to our world, that you came to us. And today we just want to celebrate and lift you up. But even now as we focus on this story, may you reveal things to us, Lord, afresh. New truths that might, might challenge us, that will encourage us in our walk with you. Above all else, we just want to give you praise and thanks and pray in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Now, wondering if you've ever found yourself looking up at the night sky and at first looking at the, the beauty of the stars. I wonder if you've ever been in a place far from a city so that the, the stars are shining bright. And you look up and you're captivated by the beauty that is before you. And soon enough you'll start counting the stars because we're all told you can't count them so we all want to try. We start counting and we realise that yes, that's most probably true, we can't count them. And the more we look up at the vastness of the sky before us, we just start feeling a little smaller and the universe starts feeling just a little bit larger. We look up at the the beauty of the sky and it starts to feel so big and it can be so easy to start to feel so small. Not only small but so alone. And yet the beauty of the Christmas story that we celebrate here today is that we are not alone. That God is with us. 700 years before the very birth of Jesus Christ, Isaiah would prophesy with these words. In chapter 7, verse 14, we read, The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And in the Gospel of Matthew, we see the fulfilment of this prophecy. These words that Isaiah originally gave many years before In Matthew 1 verse 23 we read, This is how the Messiah was born. The virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so today we focus on this name Emmanuel and this idea, the meaning of this name that God is indeed with us. He is not a God who is afar off. He is a God that is nearby He's close to us in our moments of need, in our moments of celebration. He is near to his people. Now the Gospel of John further expands on this idea. In Matthew and and in Luke we we read the, the narrative, the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. But John unpacks it for us in a different way. John describes some of the details behind the arrival of Jesus Christ. And he also describes this this God who is with us as the one who would come 
And he also will explain the very purpose for his coming, the very purpose for his presence. And so this morning I'd like to open up together to John chapter 1. I invite you to read with me from verse 1 to 18. It reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace. And truth. Now, John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. What a beautiful passage of of Scripture that unpacks the very identity and nature of God, the God who would come, our God who is with us. So I'd like to look at these ideas firstly, that our God with us existed before time. John makes it very clear in chapter 1 verse 1 that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In the Gospel of John we're being introduced to Jesus Christ. He's named as the Word. Jesus Christ, even before he was a child in a manger, existed before time. He was with God and he was God. It's a fascinating idea, isn't it? And a fascinating thought that before God, through Jesus Christ, was with, was with us, was with man, he dwelt with God and he himself was God. He had no beginning. Being born in the manger, that was not the beginning of his, his existence. No, he was there before time. And he has no beginning. He has no end. And so the baby that we celebrate in the manger, the, the baby that we that we have so much joy over is God. So don't be deceived by the vessel, don't be deceived by the packaging. This innocent little child is God himself. 
And our God who is with us not only existed before time, but we discover established all of creation. John 1.3 says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus Christ is revealed as being the creator of the world. He created the world in which we live. By his word, things came to be. What a fascinating idea. He simply spoke and our universe was. This tiny little baby in a manger is the creator of the universe. He's the creator of the world. Psalm 104 verse 5 says, He set the earth on its foundations and it can never be moved. It's our God who is with us, existed before time and established all of creation. And that's what makes it so fascinating that he entered our world. In John 1 9 we read the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world he was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him and in john 1 14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and full of truth What a crazy idea that Jesus, the very one who created the world, the very one who created the universe, would come into the very world that he created. Emmanuel, the name, God is with us. He's quite literal. God came and he walked on this earth. Isn't that a crazy idea? That as Jesus walked on this earth, he breathed the same air that we breathe. He ate the same food that we eat. He watched the same sun and the same moon rise and fall. He walked on the same dirt. He was here as a man. He chose to come and enter the world in which he created. He chose to come and live among us. And so the narratives tell us as we we read in the gospel that Jesus came, that he came to be with us. But for what purpose? Why would he come? This is the beauty of the, the gospel of John. John unpacks this for us in more depth than some of the gospels do as they share the narrative of Jesus Christ. You see... God with us existed before time, established all creation and entered our world so that we could firstly see him and so that we could truly see ourselves. He came so that we could understand and know him and so that we could understand and know our true situation. See, God came firstly that we may see him. Now, often when we look up at those stars, as I shared earlier before, not only do we, do we feel small and, 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 and try to grasp the vastness of the universe, as we lie there, we often ponder the deep questions of life, don't we? And if you've done that with a friend or with other people, you often 
lie on your back looking up at the stars and you start talking, you start asking and all these questions and, and it's the deep philosophical questions that often come to mind in these times. We often wonder about our place in the world. We often ask questions and think about, is there anyone out there? Is there anything else out there? What could be out there? We often wonder, where did this all come from? It often brings us back to that deep question, is there really a God? Are we really alone? Are we really an accident? Or is there a God out there who has created this place and this world in which we live? And we celebrate today because Jesus came. And because he came, we don't need to ponder these questions any longer. For we are not alone. Our God is with us. And he is not hidden. He is not a deep mystery to be discovered. He came to us. He pursued us to make himself known so that we could know him. He came so that we may see him for who he is. And so we can sing with joy. And we can celebrate because not only can we see him, we discover that he is a good God. He's not a villain. He's not a God of vengeance. He hasn't come to control the world. Now, as we read John, his character and his very nature is revealed to us. In verse 4, we read, his light brought life to everyone. So our God came so that we may see him and know that he is light and that he brings life. In verse 14, we read that he is full of unfailing love and faithfulness. In verse 16, we read in the NLT, from his abundance, we receive one gracious blessing after another. I love that. We receive one gracious blessing after another. Grace upon grace. Verse 18, we see that he has revealed God to us. He has made him known. So my prayer for you this season is that you may come to see God for who he is. I pray that you may know life in him. I pray that you may know his unfailing love. And in this season, this this difficult year, who knows what the year will bring, I pray that you will know his faithfulness. I pray that you will know from his abundance, his gracious blessings one after the other. Pray that as you look to him, you will come to know him more. John also speaks of Jesus as a light in the darkness. We have seen him, we have seen this light and it's hard to miss. A light in the darkness shines bright. A light shines a light also on the darkness around it. And anything that comes close to the light will be revealed for what it is. Uh, Just earlier this week, I heard uh, late at night, about 3am in the morning, um, I I, I woke to hearing uh, one of our sons uh, just rustling in his bed. Uh, And so I got up, I I walked on out and they have a little nightlight in each one of their rooms so that you can get to their room safely um, but, and it also creates a little bit of safety and security for them but, but it's, it's quite dim so of course they can sleep. 
So I came in and, and one of them was, was unsettled. So I t- tucked him in, found his little comforters and teddy bears, gave him another kiss, tucked him in, and then made my way back to our bedroom. Now as I opened the door quietly and I tried to close it just as quietly, as I was doing so, I accidentally flicked on the light switch. 3am, pitch black in our room, and that light came on and I was blinded. And almost in an instant I reacted and, and, and turned the light off, of course, because I didn't want to disturb Beck and I just hoped that it didn't wake her. But in an instant all was revealed. See, we often can get accustomed to the dark. We can get accustomed to the, the darkness that is around us and our eyes will adjust. But when the light shines, everything is shown for what it is. And people often react in different ways to the light. Like I did in the middle of the night, I responded uh, with shock. Of course, I was just... I didn't want to wake up my wife, so I turned that light off, but people often respond to God in that way. And in John we read that there were people that would not accept him, there were people that would not recognise him. What a tragedy not to respond to the light in a positive way. To not see God for who he truly is and to run from that light. For God brings life. As we turn and run from the light, if we so choose, we miss out on the light and the life that he brings. We miss out on his unfailing love. We miss out on his faithfulness. We miss out on his gracious blessings one after another. We miss out on seeing God for who he really is. What a shame, what a tragedy to not see him. And that light that shines also does another thing. It shines a light on ourselves. See, God came to be with us so that we may see him, so that we may also see the truth of our own situation, so that we would see that we need a saviour, that we need him, that we are in darkness, that we need a baby to come in a manger, God himself would walk on this earth and he would show us and reveal and make known God to us. He would die on a cross, would raise again so that we may know life. He would make it possible for us to know God, to be restored back to him. We need a saviour. We read in verse 12, To all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. See, what a joy for all of those who will believe in him and accept him, who are drawn to the light and not repelled by it. As they accept God, they become his very children. As we accept him, we become his children. I pray that you may accept him. I pray that you may place your trust in him and find yourself adopted as a child of the one true God. Reborn, not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense.
that you will know life like never before. That you will know his love and his faithfulness. Pray that the Holy Spirit may be at work in your life even now. That you will feel and understand his very real presence. But that you will respond. That you will reach out and you will declare that you believe in Jesus Christ as the very Son of God. That you will accept him for who he is. So our God who is with us, he existed before time. Our God who is with us established all of creation. Our God who is with us entered our world so that we may see him and so that we may see ourselves. I pray that you may receive him. To all who have received him, I pray that today we may celebrate because he is good, he's a good God and we can know him. Let me pray. Father, I just want to thank you for who you are. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you would come and make yourself known to us. In all of your greatness, in all of your majesty, you would come and make yourself known. Lord, thank you that we can see you. Thank you that you have shone a light on who we are and the needs that we have. And we reach out, Father, and we thank you for who you are. We need you, we love you. We give you praise for the life that you offer. Today, all we do, what we want to do is celebrate and say thank you for who you are. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, Amen.